Hey, bud. Hey, what's happening, Vinny? I think we're live. Today is a special, special day. You know why? Uh, because people in Texas like to keep secrets. Juneteenth would be one of those reasons. Sure. But there's even a more important thing that's happening on this date, June 19th. I know something really cool that's happening today. You know what it is? Yeah. Super Chat Monday, baby. Oh, that's not what I, I was thinking of, but oh. all right, whatever. You're a real dick sometimes. Warning, listening to the creep off might leave you triggered. This episode may contain murder, rape, laughing at murder and rape, ableism, Lenny Dykstra, serial keaters, smile talking, fat shaming, child abuse, drug abuse, pizza abuse, victim blaming, and the state of Florida. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Hola, creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps. For you creeps, my name is Vinny, and joining me as always, it's hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? And listen, we were kidding during the cold open. Today is a very special day. Today is my buddy and co-host. It's his birthday today. And Vinny, I decided to get you a little uh, gift Really? For your birthday. I wanted to combine two things that you love. What is that? Well, one of those things would be food. I love food. <laughs> the other thing, I don't know if you could talk about YouTube or not. Oh, drop it. Drop it quick. <laughs> but um, I, I have some, uh, this is something interesting. Are you familiar with the CBG? No. What? What is that? All right. We'll talk about it after the show. But um, this came highly recommended, so I'll... Okay. Uh, that's a that's a very kind gift. Yes, buddy. I think you're going to enjoy it a lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing how it works for you. You're a good friend. I thank you for the gift. And, of course. Uh, thank you for the happy birthdays that are pouring in into the chat already. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Carl, today is an amazing day, something I wished for as a child. Okay. Because here's the thing that sucks about my birthday, right? My birthday always fell on one of the last days of school. Mm. Like, there was always, like, two or three days left. And I would just like, ah, oh, shit, I would never get like the day off on my birthday ever in my life until it became a national holiday like a year ago. Biden, 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 Biden. Is that why you voted for him? It's all coming together now. I didn't vote for president. <laughs> uh, can I say this, though? What I find really, really funny, Carl. Yes. Is I get the my birthday off for the rest of my life. It is a national holiday We're now. working right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? This isn't work. Oh, this I mean, yeah, work. right. This is what we do for fun. I forgot. This is, a, this is a game, Carl. We're playing a game together That's today. true. Now, I just get the day off for the rest of my life, and it's all for a really awful reason. Like, it's really shitty of those people not to let everybody know that they were free, and they just kept to working, and... Well, look, at it's not like they were Googling it every day to see how the, the war had turned out. Information moved slowly back yeah. then, Vinny. Like, I feel bad for those guys, but I'm also like, hey, 
this worked out for me. It did, buddy. And you know what? That's all we were hoping for is that even though these people were enslaved for two additional years beyond what they should have been, at least now Vinny will always get the day off no matter what shitty job he might have someday in the future. Oh, man. You think I'm going to want to clean toilets? You think I'm going to want to clean toilets at the media play? Not on your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. When this whole thing falls apart, I'm in my mid-50s. Yep. <laughs> and no one will hire me because they've seen the show. It'll be great. You think it's going to go on for 15 more years? All right. If you say so, buddy. Oh, dude, there's going to be many, many respins. Once you decide to bail, yep. once you're gone. Oh, then you're going to have a bunch of fucking vegetables on the show? Oh, dude. Talking about creeps? Yeah, you're going to go the opie route, right? Yeah, except I'm not going to have the house by the beach. I'm just going to have a laptop with no internet. <laughs> it's going to be really sad. It's going to be really, really sad for everybody. I want to say, I don't know what the story is, but last week there was a lot of conversation in the chat about how they were going to be starting a creep-off after show tonight. Yes, Dela and Bill Loney, who I believe are our first two super chatters of the day. Yeah. Yay, super chats. Yeah, Dela says, happy birthday, Vinny, but still vote for Carl. Yes, sir. That's bullshit. Very good. And Bill Loney, Vinny gets a birthday pizza. Vote Vinny. Thank you. Two bucks is not going to get the kind of pizza that Vinny wants, which is an XL is the type of pizza that Vinny likes. Where can I order that? Uh, CBoss4044, Aloha Big Kahuna. Happy Vietnam Day. Happy Venteenth to all. Yes, a happy Venteenth to everyone. Thank nice. you for the super chat. Thank you very much, guys. We, that's always appreciated. And yeah, from what I hear, Daylaw was working on his audio setup. Okay. Right? And the, But they're going to have a, an after show. If, if you guys have that going on today, let me know. Yeah, put we'll the link in the it. chat. Absolutely. Yeah, well, well, you can't put links in chats, I don't think, but you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I think it's on Bill Loney's YouTube channel. Okay. Now, uh, Carl, yes. last week we did an episode where we, the lowest hanging of fruit, we made our nominations for Creepiest Male Nurse. Yes. And here to tell us who won the round, it is our lovely, talented, review results girl, Jessica. Hi, Jess. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. I had no idea it was your birthday. How could you not know that, Jess? This is a very important day for America. (laughs) Yep. I guess. I just, uh, I feel bad for you. What year was the Liberty Bell cracked in half? Do you know that? Sometime back then. God damn it. I thought she'd know. She's from Philly. I thought she would know the answer to that. So I could point to the fact. I have never seen the Liberty Bell in person. You haven't? It's like no. right down the street. Go go check it out. It's cool. No. I, I could see it through a window. I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. All right. I asked the wrong question, Vinny. I was trying to make it seem like people know other important things, but apparently Jessica doesn't know anything. Yeah, Jessica so. doesn't know dates, but she better know who won last week. Jessica, That's right, Jessica. I bet you can figure that out. Tell me about my victory. Let's, tell me about let's how talk I about won. this one. Because I, I know it was close. I know it was a close it one. It was it's 62 to 58. Whoa! Carl won. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> Noise. I don't want that. God damn it. Um, that was fucking close. Shit. Fuck. All it's right. Carl's winning. Yes, yeah. it, yes, it was. It was, a, it was a good round. We both brought compelling arguments, but I brought the most compellingest of arguments. So you're going to update this? Yeah, we've updated the score. Look at that. <laughs> I've taken the lead in this round three to two. And because we don't have Tucker explaining this anymore, if anyone's new here, Vinny and I, every episode's a contest. You guys vote on our website now. And uh, then we tally those votes. Oh, or our subreddit, whatever. And then we tally those votes. 
And uh, the first person to five makes the other person spin the dreaded wheel of consequences. Well, Carl, you are two wins away. I am, buddy. You this are two exciting. wins away. Jessica, what did people say about last week's episode? Uh, he's, one person said Vinny made a point when he said his creeps spiked the bags and turned and in turn made others become murderers. Yeah. Vinny yeah, that was a big deal to me. I honestly thought that was going to be the piece of information that would have put me over the top. Yeah, I think everyone fell not. asleep by the time you got to that point. I should have so. led with it. I should have led with it. Damn. Someone it. else said, I voted Carl. His creep was so much like him. Carl's creep mm. got a rush when saving someone, just like Carl does when he... Wait, sorry. Just like Carl does when one of his low cows does something stupid. Hey, uh... Fuck I, you! I hate to be the one to do this, but I have a surprise. Guess who's showing up on the show for the first time in a very long time? Who's that? It's Tucker Dixon! Oh! There hey, he is! What's going on, guys? Still alive. I had no Trying idea. Trying to walk over to a car. He's out at the beach. So you're just hanging out at the beach today. I took the day <laughs> off just to celebrate Vinny's birthday, so you can mute me for a minute because I can't hear you guys. All right. We'll okay. mute you for a minute. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. He's muted. Um, I really didn't need a shirtless Tucker Dixon. Oh, I think we all needed a shirtless <laughs> Tucker Dixon today. Look at how happy Jessica is. Oh, my gosh. Jessica. Hey. Calm down, Jess. Calm down. Settle is down. It, is it Topless Monday? All right, no. Jessica. It's Topless yeah. Monday. There we go. No. no. Not for YouTube. All right. Um, You're right. I, I was going to say, I'm like, just YouTube? Because we can move this operation. Are we talking about Rumble? I, I, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about here? All right. All right. So what else did they have to say? Tucker, um, give me a thumbs up when you're good to go, by the way. He can't hear you. Okay. <laughs> That's right. He's stupid. Someone else said, I'm a couple episodes behind. Did Carl move to Florida? Are these shows going to be remote now? Nope. I don't think so. No, I did not move to Florida. I'm, I'm here in studio. Yep. From now until forever. Oh, shit. <laughs> that sucks. Or at least until, you know, my mid-50s. We okay. already established that earlier. All right. Someone else said, I voted for Vinny because I couldn't stand listening to that gravelly-voiced Carl. Get a lozenge, dude. Oh, God. Can I explain what happened last week? If you must. Because this is so annoying. I woke up. It, we, we, had, we had a pretty cool night the night before. It's been a pretty cool summer. And so I didn't have the AC running. I just opened up the window next to the bed. And uh, slept all night, got up, feel, felt great, got all my clips together, came to the studio, spoke for the first word I had spoken all day to Vinny. I went, huh, huh, I have a voice. So apparently there's some, I have some allergies <laughs> or something that crept into the window that night and ruined my throat. But uh, I was all good by the next day. I saw everything's good. I'm sorry about that. Though. That sucked. Uh, Tucker, you there, buddy? I'm here. All right. Hey, welcome back, Tucker. Where, where's oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where have That's you... what the problem is. There we go. Hey! Where have you been, sir? Yeah, buddy. I've been everywhere, man. I've been traveling around, been outside. Today I'm at the beach hanging out. Yesterday I was out on a kayak and at the beach. I'm I'm living life, my friends. How are okay. you guys doing? This is someone who's going through severe depression if he's bragging about how he's having the time of his life since we last saw him. I hope everything's all right, buddy. I'm glad to see you again. Tucker, you know we're yeah. not doing well. Why do you have to rub it in and ask? <laughs> yeah, I know. We're up in Rochester. You, you know that this sucks up here, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why you're. That's why you're getting your second house in Florida, where it's awesome. Agreed. <laughs> Although I'm in, I'm in actual Florida. You're in Georgia. You're in South Georgia. I bought my house in Florida, so it's a little different. Look at, 
Look at you, already bragging about the part of Florida you, you were in. You've been here for like a week and a half. Doesn't take long. Fucking New Yorkers just doing their New York shit of coming down here and be like, yeah, I own this place now. Yep. This is my this is my state. In fact, Tucker, get the fuck out. <laughs> get out to Georgia. Yada, yada. <laughs> Maybe. Carl hasn't even made a tax payment down there yet. He's already bossing people around. What tax payments? Exactly. Good point. <laughs> you know what? This this Florida thing does sound pretty good. Yes, there's some advantages for sure. Yeah, but the heat. Oh, dear Lord, the humidity. Not for mm-hmm. this fat fuck. Um, so, Tucker, what what's going on, buddy? You want to give us an update on where you've been? And what, anything new besides sitting on a kayak? Uh, work's picked up, and uh, I... Sounds some like of you it. know, I do have a family and family life, so my free time has become almost zero lately. All my free time is doing family things like going to the beach and going out on kayaks and <laughs> trying not to drown kids in the ocean or river or wherever the hell we are. Sometimes right. it's my kids. Sometimes it's other people's kids that I want <laughs> to drown. I don't know. I don't judge. I'm equal opportunity on that. All right. Well, Tucker, great to see you, man. Please stay in touch. I hope you have uh, a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day at the beach. Thanks for uh, sticking with me. I will. I feel in. like Opie right now sitting in my car yeah. doing a podcast. Yeah. Oh, here comes a street sweeper. I see it right behind you. Hey, is your this rear view mirror right there? He wants to get my parking spot. He's not getting it. I'm just doing this. And I'm getting out and going to the beach. <laughs> hey, buddy, you can go away. It's fun, I, isn't it? Did I nail it? Pretty good. You nailed it. All right, good it. talking to you guys. Later, Happy Tucker. birthday, Vinny. Thank you, brother. I'll man. talk to you all later. Peace. See you, Tucker. All right. Jess, you have yourself a beautiful day, too. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank and, you, uh, and happy birthday. Thank you so much for remembering. By the way, great results today, Jess. You did a great job with that. Thank I you. I think she did an awful Thanks. job. You need to start lying. Bye, Jess. All right. It's me and you. Let's get caught up on some super chats, and then we can start our contest. You believe that motherfucker? You believe that motherfucker's out on a beach right now? Yeah, I do. I'm here with you on my birthday. I'm here with you, and he's at a beach. He's looking good, too. He's looking buff. Seems to be doing all right for himself. All right. Yay, super chats. Trevor Zero, thank you for the 499. Happy birthday, Vinny. Wishing for a Carl consequence for you. You and me both, buddy. Bill Loney says about 30 minutes after you guys end, Bill Loney cooks. Oh, okay. 30 minutes after the show, we got the uh, Creep Off After Show on Bill Loney Cooks. I'll tell you what. I will, uh, I'll give that an old retweet. I'll Sounds give it good. A retweet. And uh, our pal Koof is popping in. Thank you all for not killing yourselves. Thank you, Koof. Thank you, Koof. And thank you, Tucker, for not killing yourself. That sounds miserable hanging out with families all the time and working a lot. Yeah, I honestly assumed he had killed himself when we hadn't heard from him for so long. So turns out he's like, I got a family and I'm living on a beach. All we want you to do is to come out and explain who won the week before and what the rules are of the show. I guess you don't, we don't need someone to say who won anymore, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, Carl, in honor of Juneteenth, we are going to hit up a state. We haven't done a state in a while, and we are going to uh, bring the state that is the reason for this holiday, uh, Texas. That's right, buddy. Let's get it started. <laughs> Let's mess with Texas. So I won, so I'm going to go first and present my creep for this week, the creepiest person from Texas. And I present to you, Mr. Carl Eugene Watts, a.k.a. Coral, a.k.a. the Sunday morning slasher. I don't like that. Let's hear about what this guy's up to from a little YouTube channel known as This Is Monsters. He didn't have any other motive than to just harm young women. 
Over the course of eight years and in two states, he assaulted and murdered dozens of women just because he wanted to. <laughs> Sometimes when you do like really awful things to people, it's good to have like a reason for it. Honestly, I prefer the honesty of this. Yeah, you like that? We're just like, I don't know. I was bored. Mm, they were in the seemed, way of my knife. Seemed I don't like know. fun. Yeah, <laughs> seemed like fun. That's uh, this is not good. How many did they just say he killed? Well, let's get into that, Vinny, because uh, the number creeps up and up and up and up as oh, no. we do a further deep dive. Let me give you a little background here and do Carl Eugene Watts. He was born November seventh, nineteen fifty-three, in Killeen, Texas. His parents divorced before he was two, so he went with his mother to Inkster, Michigan. He would spend time with his grandparents. His grandfather taught him how to kill and skin rabbits, something that he enjoyed quite a bit as a child. Hmm. So that's not good. Well, back then, that's fine. Back then. He seemed to enjoy it a little bit too much. Okay. The mom was just like, oh, he's into taxidermy. That's going to be his thing when he gets older. Dude, I never knew anybody that was into taxidermy, and I imagine they're all just like that. I would imagine. They're all serial, serial killers. Sure. Yeah, okay. Probably Why not. At least of animals. All right, let's go over to uh, Rob Gavigan's channel because he does a good job explaining what this guy is up to. Well, now grandma- it's time for a clip show. Yep, here we go. While in his grandmother's care, Carl adopted the nickname Coral due to the common southern pronunciation that was frequently used by his grandmother and cousins. So that's why he has the nickname Coral because that's how southerners pronounce my name apparently, which is funny because my friend Lottie always calls me Coral. I didn't realize that she was just a hick. Got That's it. why she was doing that. Good to know. All right. So I'm going to say that at the age of 12, he started to get, take an interest in girls, like a lot of us do around that age. You know, they, they're kind of gross and have cooties, and then around 12, 13, you go, actually, I think I want to talk to that girl over there for a little bit. Right. And uh, his fantasies were a little different than, like, mine were. I can't speak for you, obviously. But his, he would fantasize about torturing girls. Like that was his thing. He didn't want to have, like, a relationship with them. He just wanted to, to torture them. Yeah. At the age of eight. Huh. Not my fantasy, but after 14 years of marriage, I can see why it'd be fun. Well, well right. This is before he had a nagging wife. Sure. So, sure. and that's why it doesn't make sense in this case, I guess is my point. Yeah. Good point. Now, at the age of uh, eight, he contracted meningitis and he missed third grade. And uh, this slowed his development. So, by the time he got into high school... He wasn't as smart as the other kids. Dealing with a harsh sickness, Carl had no choice but to be held back from the 8th grade for lack of attendance. It was speculated Carl had sustained brain damage due to the fact that he struggled with his grades and had the reading capabilities of a 3rd grade student when he was 16 years old. The struggle of keeping up with his peers resulted in severe bullying while in school. Because of this, Carl continued to live with an introverted personality. Alright, so he was dumb and he got bullied. So I always wonder, like, what can't bullying solve? And apparently, in this case, it was bad. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Hey, Carl, can you please send me that clip? Not for <laughs> nefarious reasons, but please send me that clip. All right. Thank you. No problem, buddy. <laughs> um, all right. So he decides to start delivering newspapers because he wants some wham. You know what wham is, Vinny? Uh, the 80s pop sensation? No. It's walking around money. Okay. You want to okay. have some cash in your pocket so you can buy some edibles, have some fun all while right. you're hanging out. So he starts his... Uh, Newspaper delivery thing. And now, people don't know about this, but back when I was a child, now I, I was lazy, so I didn't do this. My brother did. Had a paper route. Did he have to pull you in a wagon? And there's two elements to a paper route, Vinny. I know that was a clubfoot joke. Sure was. I know what's going on here. There's two elements to a paper route. One, you deliver the, the papers. 
I almost said pizza because I was looking at you. One, you deliver the papers, and then two, you have to go and collect the money. Now, that seems like a shitty part of the job for a child to have to do. Yes. To go do collections. You're going to send out a kid to go get grown men to pay their paper subscription? Correct. Now, one of the things you want to do is treat the customers well because you are going to have to go back and ask them for money for the newspaper you've been delivering. So I would recommend against this. On June 29, 1969, while delivering papers, Carl knocked on the door of 26-year-old Joan Gave. Upon opening the door, Joan was unexpectedly attacked as Carl struck her repeatedly until she began screaming in fear. The alarming noise of her cry for help caused Carl to walk off the property, continuing his deliveries as if the violent altercation had never occurred. In no time, police were able to apprehend him, and when questioned for his actions, Carl simply stated, I just felt like beating someone up. Carl's a bit of a simpleton. And so he was taken to the psych ward. He sounds wild, just dangerously violent. Yes, correct. Like a dangerous nincompoop just running around free. You would be correct, but they took him to the psych ward because they wanted to check him out. And this is what they uh, figured out here. He had suffered from mental retardation with an IQ of 68. Psychiatrists oh. later reported that Carl was an impulsive individual who had a passive-aggressive orientation to life and struggled for control of his strong homicidal impulses. 68 IQ. That is lower than Stuttering John, I'm pretty sure. That's pretty bad. And they found... Stuttering John's at least in mid-70s. Probably. He wrote a, he wrote a bookish. Yeah, yeah kind of. So they discovered that he had this, these homicidal impulses that he couldn't control. So they let him they let him out. And they let him go live his life. So what he decided to do, and, and to Carl's credit, he goes, I have all this rage in me. I want to take it out on someone. Maybe I should play football. So he goes and he starts playing collegiate football. And for a while was doing pretty well with that. And then he injured his leg really bad. And he had to stop. So then he transferred over to Western Michigan University. And it turns out he was a real problem at Western Michigan University. Huh, he didn't excel in college? Nope. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On October 30th, 1974, 20-year-old Gloria Steele received a knock on her door from an unknown man who appeared to have been seeking out a man named Charles. Generously allowing him in, Gloria was brutally tortured and murdered, being stabbed a total of 33 times. Jesus. Because of his previous record of violence and with the help of women who came forward in identifying Carl, he was arrested for his actions and had confessed to attacking a minimum of a dozen women, but never cared to acknowledge the murder of young Gloria Steele. So they bring this guy in. They don't have any proof that he's the murderer, but he does say, oh yeah, I beat the shit out of women all the time. It's actually my thing. I don't kill him. I like to hear him make the noises. Right. She, he goes, no, no, no. I had nothing to do with that, but I did fuck up a lot of chicks. And so back to the psych ward where they uh, they check him out again. And so now he's in the hospital after had, uh, you know, confessed to being um, very violent with these co-eds on campus. And uh, that didn't go well. Psychiatrists were able to learn that the man they had taken in had lacked any remorse for his attacks and was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. During his stay in the hospital, Carl fell into a deep depression and attempted to commit suicide by hanging himself with a cord, but he failed. By 1975, doctors had determined that Carl posed a danger to himself and to society. He was eventually sentenced to one year in prison. Unfortunately, he never stood trial for Gloria's murder because prosecutors lacked strong enough evidence to convict him. All right, so okay. uh, he tried to kill himself, but he's no Jeffrey Epstein. 
I don't know if you know the story of Jeffrey Epstein, Vinny, that he killed himself yeah. in prison. Yeah, he, tragic. Yeah, no, he committed suicide. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein did. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I read it. Yeah. No, it must be true. Yeah. I saw, uh, I saw it on CNN. Yeah, the news said that's what happened. Fox News said it, too. Yeah, so it's got to be true. Everybody said it. Yeah. All right. Good. Just wanted to establish that. Ducks in a row. I tried to establish that real quick. So he's got antisocial personality disorder. Ducks in a row, pedos in the ground. Hey! They've now analyzed him in two different psych wards to figure out that this guy is a problem. This is the way you would describe it, Vinny. He's a problem. So what do they do? They give him one year in jail and he's back out. Oh, Jesus Christ. After that, he uh, hooked up with this chick. She gave birth to his daughter. Then that chick was like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Then he mm-hmm. married another girl. Mm-hmm. Which lasted a year or two. It's a it's a man's world. It really is, isn't it? It's it pretty incredible. It certainly is. It's pretty incredible. So, um, he's living in the Detroit area at this time now. Well, today is the biggest creep from Texas, so I'll just point that out. Yep, he's from Texas, and he'll be back there. But at this time, he's in uh, eastern Michigan and uh, Ann Arbor. That area, okay. He's a problem. Okay, he's a problem again. What, what's he doing up there in uh, up in Michigan? Let's find out. Over the next year, many reports of women being attacked and murdered had risen in the news. One that was broadcasted was of 44-year-old Jean Klein, a Detroit news reporter who had been violently stabbed 11 times with a screwdriver on Halloween night in 1979. Six months later, 17-year-old Shirley Small was stabbed twice in the heart while walking home. In July of 1980, Glenda Richmond, the manager of a local diner, was stabbed 26 times outside her home. Later in that month, Lily Dunn was seen kicking and screaming in her driveway. Witnesses watched as a car sped off with Lily screaming in the front seat. On September 14, 1980, 20-year-old Rebecca Huff was found dead. She had been stabbed over 50 times. In November of 1980, 63-year-old Lena Bennett was found hanging in her garage. She had been sexually assaulted and choked to death. Great concern consumed locals in Ann Arbor, Michigan, as the bodies of many women had been appearing. In pursuit of catching the killer, newspapers began to nickname Carl as the Sunday Morning Slasher. Sunday morning coming down. Now, you'll notice something here, Vinny. Holy shit. With all these victims. He's killing them in different ways. Sexual assault, not big on his thing, except for the 63-year-old woman. He couldn't resist himself for some reason. He's just like another Carl I know. Loves the old pussy. I guess so. Go figure. (laughs) You're lucky my wife doesn't watch this show. But I'll tell her what you said. Don't worry. Listen, dude. She's got to be suspicious when you hang around those old folks' homes. That's true. I tell her I volunteer, and yeah. she's like, you're not a good person, though. Carl. It doesn't sound right. We just got the Instacart. Why are you having tapioca delivered to the house? <laughs> Carl, you buy so many prunes. I've never seen you eat a prune in my life. Where are all these prunes going to? Uh, they're they're uh, future lube. <laughs> all right, that's gross. Moving on. <laughs> What's up with all these cans of Insure? <laughs> All right, so um, they're having a hard time proving that Carl's behind the these uh, this murder spree that's been going on. It became incredibly difficult to tie Carl to the murders as he had multiple ways of killing, such as strangulation, bludgeoning, stabbing, slashing, and drowning. Carl made it more difficult to track himself due to the fact that he rarely performed any sexual acts on any of the women. So he's not leaving any DNA evidence, and he's killing these women in all these different ways. Now, I learned something from the research I did here. 
because you know there's like Criminal Minds and all those like shows on TV, sure. where you have these people who are experts on looking at trends and patterns and figuring out who did what based on the way they do things. I mean, here's a dumb example: letting the sink run in Home Alone. Uh-huh. You know these calling cards that these guys have; they can't help themselves. Try this variety; it's the spice of life. You know, like not every yeah. Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Mix it up a Mix bit. Mix it up a bit. Yeah. So this guy is not getting caught because he's finding all these different fun ways to murder women. Yeah, because he wants to. But Right, because he's enjoying that. But there's some heat in Michigan, so he decides he's going back to Texas. He's going to go live in the Houston area of is he, uh, Texas. going back to Houston, Houston, Houston. What a shithole Houston is. Houston's a wonderful place, and uh, I it's, love all the people there. Okay, whatever. I'm a big fan of Texas and Houston. I lived there. Yeah? I'm not a fan. Oh. Not in Houston. I lived in uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, well, what are we talking about then? That's an awful place. All of it's awful. No, it's not. All right. So even though, you know, they, they say, like, um, no matter where you go, there you are. Sure. So even though he changed his scenery at his location, he didn't change his ways. Vinny. Okay. On May 23rd, 1982, Carl was arrested after attempting to break in and drown two women living together in Houston, Texas. In August of 1982, Harris County Assistant District Attorney Ira Jones bargained to deal with Carl, stating that he could get immunity for murder and would be charged with burglary with the intent to murder if he'd simply give up any information on his victims. Carl agreed and later confessed to attacking 19 women, murdering 13 of them, also taking the time to show officers the burial sites of three victims, and eventually claiming to have killed a total of 40 females, implying that more than 80 could have possibly been tied to him. Carl had often kept keepsakes of his victims and would eventually burn the items in hopes of ultimately killing the spirit. When questioned, Carl's main motive was that each of the random female targets appeared to have had evil eyes. Ah, I see. These are witches. Yeah. <laughs> that, dude, that's insane. What a terrible district attorney. What? <laughs> you, think? <laughs> you think she's going to have to have a conversation with her boss after that? <laughs> yeah, I know. She walks in there with one legal pad and she's like, I'm going to need a case of these. Jesus Christ. So this guy's wow. going on there confessing to all of these crimes and murders and, and things like that which is obviously crazy. And um, what's going to happen next is insane because obviously he gets put in prison for life and he tries to escape, which you're going to hear. But then once that doesn't work, he decides to go the legal route to get out of prison. He told investigators, you know, if they ever let me out, I'll kill again. Once in jail, Carl attempted but failed to escape from jail and eventually turned to legal methods and began appealing his sentence. In 1989, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals reviewed Carl's case and stated that the judge had previously failed to inform Carl that the bathtub water he attempted to drown Lori Lister in was construed as a lethal weapon. So the judge didn't let him know that the bathwater was a lethal weapon? So they're like, even though you confessed to all these murders and stuff, we're going to have to let you out based on that. Because of this mistake, Carl was not required to serve his entire sentence, and despite all of his disturbing killings, he was eligible for release in May of 2006, making him one of the first serial killers to be legally released in U.S. history. So you might imagine some people were up in arms by this. They're like, we're going to let Coral out? The guy who's, like, murdering all these women? Sure. Because the judge forgot to mention what was a lethal weapon in the, during the trial? That sounds like a bad idea. 
So thankfully, they decide, well, let's try him for all these other things we didn't even try him for yet. And they find him guilty of a bunch of other shit. So he did end up dying in prison at the age of 54 from uh, prostate cancer. Oh, well, happy ending. Yes, happy ending indeed. But you got to give this guy credit. Low IQ individual, but he was able to get away with this crime spree for a very long time by changing his killing methods, moving around, not leaving DNA evidence, not ejaculating in or on his victims. He was burning all the evidence. Now, he was doing that to salt the earth. He wanted to destroy their souls like some Xenu shit or something. Sure. Uh, and he never confessed to anything until the right offer was on the table. He always just denied, denied, denied. I think there's a lot you can learn from this person if you ever wanted to be like a serial killer. I think maybe this would be a good person to uh, to study. Okay, Carl. They thought that it was like a serial killer. Carl, I'm not going to lie to you. You really brought it today. That Thank is you, a boy. great creep. Thank you. But it's my turn now. Uh-oh. And guess what? Uh-oh. I'm going back to Houston. I had a question for you. Yeah. Who could take a sunrise? Oh, boy. Away from little boys. Chew off their penises and rape them with sex toys. It's my creep today. That's him. My creep today, Dean Coral, the candy man. It's funny. They both kind of went by Coral. I'm going to call my guy Dean today. Sounds good. Now, what to say about Dean? Carl's got some impressive, impressive numbers over there. But let me tell you some facts about my guy and why he is way creepier. Okay. Okay. He killed a minimum of 28 people. The only reason that we know he killed the 28 is because they stopped looking. They were like, we're, we don't have enough time for this. Because what they were looking through is a soup of bodies. Oh, body soup. Yeah. So there's that. All of his victims were males aged 13 to 20, the majority of whom were in their mid-teens. Most victims were abducted from Houston Heights, Carl. Wait, he was killing men? We yeah. need those people. That's what I'm telling you. That's why you're going to lose <laughs> All this right, well. Now, hold on a second. This is the most interesting fact. The Texas, they talk about these Texas cops like they all are fucking like the next thing, the next greatest thing in law enforcement, these Texas fucking cops. The Houston Police Department is might be the shittiest police department on the planet. Oh, no. You're going to go after the police on this one? They should be a shit. The sheriff re- resigned after this case. He was like, okay, I got to go. I got to okay. go. Goodbye. All of these victims were murdered in a three-year span, all within the same two-mile block. Okay. Yeah, I was talking about patterns earlier. That's a pattern. Yeah. It's a geographic pattern right there. Yep. Now, here's the interesting part. Dean Coral's mother was kind of an entrepreneur. She started her own candy company called the uh, Coral Candy Company, and it was located directly across the street from the Helms Elementary School. Hold on a second. What were you researching? Candy? Children? I don't think you were even researching a creep. I think you stumbled upon this in your normal Googling. It's sometimes things work out for the best. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Now- Coral would give free candy to local kids every day after school. I bet he was popular. As a result of that behavior, they used to call him the candy man. Yeah. Yeah. The company employed a small workforce, and he was seen to behave very flirtatiously with several teenage male employees. Jesus Christ. I believe the term they used to use back then is he was a little sloshy. Mm. Oh, hey, boys. How are you today? 
So Four. he could be the center square is what you're telling me. Dude, he could probably be the center sc- cool. square with that Texas voice. Yep. Hey, kids, who wants candy? Sounds fun. He is also known to have installed a pool table at the rear of the candy factory where the employees and local youth would come and hang out. He would host parties for boys, boys aged 12 to 14, serving soda and snacks to get the children comfortable with him. Once they were 15 years old, however, he would begin inviting them to the grown-up parties. Now, here's an interesting thing, Carl. Is this grooming? Is that what we're describing right now? Oh, more so than grooming. Okay. I'll, uh, he groomed two young men very, very well. And here's why I say that. One of these kids, his name was David Owen Brooks. He was a real nerd. He had glasses, probably club feet and bad teeth. <laughs> Fuck you. And David Coral or uh, Coral would always give him candy and stuff after school. And this kid would hang out. David Brooks would hang out at Coral's pool table at all of his parties. Yeah. And Cor- Dean would take him on trips, would do these things. And Brooks would later say that he really loved Dean and looked up to him as a father because he was the first adult who didn't make fun of his appearance. Missed opportunity is what I call that. Yeah, he wasn't dunking on this kid because he had some other ideas for what the relationship was going to be. You see, David Brooks's family was completely destroyed. His mom lived in another state. His dad was a drunk and he needed cash badly. Okay. So Dean was like, hey, listen, I'll make you a deal. How about you just take this money and let me suck your dick for a while? And that's what he did. He would suck this kid off and give him money. I, where I come from, that's called a win-win. Then, one day, yep. Mr. Brooks, little Brooks realized that something more nefarious was going on when uh, he found Dean with a man tied to a board raping him in his apartment. Whoa, you got butt slammed! So what Dean explained to uh, David Brooks was that he was the, in charge of a sex ring that was run out of Dallas and that he was trying to find people to enslave in the sex ring. And for every young boy that David Brooks could get there to come over there, that he could enslave into the sex ring. David Brooks is getting 200 bucks. So it's literally gay Jeffrey Epstein a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it gets worse than that. Is there an Island somewhere? Nope. It's just a shitty apartment in Houston Heights. All right. So it's not quite the same. In the winter of 1971, Bruce uh, Brooks introduces Henry to a kid or uh, a kid named uh, shit. Where the fuck's his name? Uh, Wayne Henley to Dean Coral. And Coral evidently decided the youth would make a very good accomplice and offered him the same fee, $200 for any boy he could lure to the apartment. Now, what they would do was they would give them the keys to either his Econoline van or his Plymouth GTX or his Corvette. Nice. He had some nice cars. He had some money. He would let these kids take them and go out and pick up other boys to come hang out and party with them. Okay. When they would get back to the house, they would be plied with alcohol or other drugs until they passed out. Or Alcohol is bad. You shouldn't drink alcohol. Dean would do this really fun trick, the handcuff trick. Do you know the handcuff trick, Carl? No. What's that? What he would do is he would get handcuffs and he would say, okay, check this out, guys. I got magic trick handcuffs. And he would say, put my hands behind my back, cuff me. He would keep the key in his back pocket. He would turn around and like make it look like he was doing something, but he would be unlocking himself from the handcuffs to go, ta-da, it's just a trick. Here, you try. Oh, I see. Okay. He'd go, here, you try. Try these on. Here, let me put them on you. And then he'd go, gotcha, bitch. And you were fucked at that point. Mm-hmm. Figuratively and literally, because 
Let's talk about what he would do to these kids once he got them, Carl. He would use this thing called that the police called the torture board. It was a slab of unpainted plywood. It was eight feet long and two feet wide with holes drilled into each corner. He would tie them up to the corners of the board. And uh, he would then use that board as their new home for however long he decided to keep them alive. Jeez Louise. Now, he would do some really fun things to torture these boys. Here's what his favorite was. Okay. He would like to pluck out, pluck out their pubic hairs one by one. Interesting. He'd just be there going, he loves me. <laughs> he loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. And he would just pull them out one by one. These kids, according to his accomplices there, yeah. would pass out from the pain of this. Like, it was legitimate torture. Really? Yeah, they would fucking flip out over time. So, uh, I guess they would prefer a wax. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, that was know. just that was just the start of it, Carl. Uh, this that can't be some... that painful. Put it on the wheel. Put it on the wheel. <laughs> Every pubic hair one at a time. You're the one who asked for that. <laughs> it can't be that bad. Women pay for that shit. I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, Tommy, is this bad? Um, one of his other methods of things that he used, he would use these glass rods, right? And he would take these glass rods and right up the urethra. Hmm. Now, I learned that that is called sounding. Guess how I learned that, Carl? <laughs> because your boyfriend told you? Nope. <laughs> some funny prankster at subreddit surfing sent me the link to the Reddit for sounding, and I clicked on it and immediately dry heaved. It was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. And when the cops eventually ended up in this area that he used to torture these kids, they found a bunch of broken, bloody fucking glass things that broke off of these dudes' dicks. He'd break off shards of glass in guys' dicks, dude. In these kids' dicks. These are children. Why is he doing that? Doesn't he want to suck those dicks? He's ruining those dicks that he wants to be sucking on. Glad you brought that up, Carl. Okay, please. Uh, one of the other items that they found in there was a very, very used 18-inch double-sided dildo. Okay. So he was using that on the Did you say very used? Yes, very, very used. Very, very used. Yes, very, very dildo. used. Okay. Yep. Now, Carl, let's see what else. 18 might be excessive. Yeah. I would say that's pretty big. I would say. I would say it's pretty big. They found it just laying there on a workbench in the uh, in the torture area. Now, how did he kill them, Carl? Well, many of his victims were found with gunshot wounds. Oh, I was going to say the 18-inch dildo was probably what did it. But okay, no, because it was something else. Now, he would suffocate them or strangle them. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was really into. But the other thing he would like to do sometimes is he would like to shoot them in the chest and fucking play with their dicks while they bled out. <laughs> I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny either. It sounds terrible. Now, here's some interesting facts. On one occasion, Wayne Henley, one of the, the accomplices, accidentally shot a boy in the face while, they were, <laughs> while he was fucking watching him be tortured, blowing off his jaw. Rather than put the boy out of his misery, they made him bleed out in Dean's torture room. Okay. Yep, they so, did that. Sounds bad. And uh, one of these kids, a couple of these kids actually really upset Dean. And what he did to them was he would, um, he decided that the good move was to bite off their dicks with one motion. <laughs> he would get their dicks into their mouth and he would try to rip off their dicks with his mouth in one fucking motion. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it is very, very gay and very, very horrific. Now, he had rented this boat shed. And he was stuffing all the bodies in, like, plastic bags and stuff in this boat shed. But here's the thing. Yeah. 
it was 108 degrees in like Houston every fucking day. And they're in this non-air-conditioned boat shed. These bodies like liquefied into bags of goo. And he had them all these giant plastic things this is together. That, that body soup you were talking about earlier. Yeah. The soup du jour. Yeah, that's what I'm he was 15. doing with them after. Yeah. Yep. So here's the thing, Carl. When it came down to it, the final number was like 29 boys. Okay. That they found. Right. Okay. How Identified did- by their smooth testicles. They also found their penises, their bitten off penises in plastic bags there too. Uh yeah. So he he liked to collect those. Now I I would need a pretty big plastic bag. Just just throw that out there. Not your run of the mill shopping bag for me. Would you like to know how he got caught? How did he get caught, Vinny? He didn't. Oh. He did not get caught because the police were so terrible. Now during this time, all of these young men are being reported missing from this one area. And the cops' attitude towards it, Carl, was, well, that area fucking sucks. They all ran away. Ah, that makes sense. That was their whole area. Like, that fucking Houston Heights blows. Why would they want to be there? Right. And also, then the cops could be like, and we don't have to look for them because they're not anywhere around here. Well, the other thing that Dean would do is while he held some of these kids alive for a while, he would make them, force them to write postcards to their parents saying, I found a job in Austin. And he would mail them. Smart. Yeah. Stuff to get, you know, people off his trail. Right. But again, this was like 30 kids from a small, small area that he lived in the middle of. Nobody put this together. He's got a fucking torture room. Yeah. He's sticking shit up kids' dicks Plus, and biting I, I, them off. That shed probably didn't smell great. Someone might have walked by there and been like, That's, something's going on over here. The lady who rented in the shed said he was always very pleasant. All right, well, there's that. Oh, hi, Rhonda. How are you today? (laughs) I'm just going to go work in my shed. Now, nearly three years, 28 known murders. Here's how he gets caught. Well, you just said he didn't get caught. Well, here's how it ends for him. I'm sorry. Here's how it ends for him. Forgive me. Elmer Henley, on August 8th, 1973, brings two people to Dean's house. The problem was one of them was a girl. Icky. They all went over there to party, and Dean really didn't like that very much. The group uh, drank heavily, and then they were huffing paint together, and they all fell asleep. You shouldn't do drugs. When they all woke up, Henley says he discovered that he was tied up next to Curly and Williams. Good. Rhonda Williams and Tim Curly were the ones that were kidnapped. He was tied up with them, and he was like, what the fuck, Dean? I thought I was your boy. And he's like, you brought a girl to my house, you dumb fuck. I don't want girls in here. Yeah, he had the sight out front and everything. No girls allowed. He, he should have known. Was go- he was so triggered by the fact that a girl was in his house <laughs> that he fucking tied this kid up. Now, Dean begs, or uh, I'm sorry, Wayne begs, Dean, don't do this to me. You know I'm your buddy. I'm sorry. We could kill him together. I'll help you take care of him. And he's like, fine. And he, uncut- he cuts him out. And... He goes to uh, Dean goes to get the torture board. Wayne finds a gun. And according to his testimony, I started blasting. He just fucking straight up shot him. No shit. And killed him. It was like I had to fucking end it. Then he let him go. He had him. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And even this woman, Williams, who survived the attack, Rhonda Williams, she uh, did an interview in 2013. She said, Dean Cora was standing to my feet. Then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Wayne said to Dean, this couldn't keep going on. He couldn't let him keep killing his friends and that it had to stop. And he, he said Dean looked up and was surprised. So he started getting up like he was like, you're not going to do fucking anything to me. And that's when he started blasting. 
they called the cops and they came and picked him up and he confessed everything. Now, fucking the first kid, Brooks, gets arrested. Henley gets arrested. The cops start doing this investigation. And when they got to 28 bodies, yeah. the sheriff specifically said, stop looking because they broke the record, the United States record for murders in a small area like that. And they didn't want any more numbers on the books. He didn't want to be embarrassed more. He's getting phone calls from Guinness. They're like, oh, we're going to fly out. We're going to need some photo. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't come out here. He we're was not here. freaking out about it. <laughs> and when people found that out, he like was forced to resign. Yeah. So uh, I would think so. The, yeah. the parents were hounding the cops during all of yep. this. What the fuck is going on? Our kids are missing. Ooh, they're they're really like, away. well, you're probably shitty parents. That's like, probably why they're missing. Well. Either way, you shouldn't raise your kids to huff paint. I think that's the lesson well, there. Well, the Candyman did inspire some great art, though. And I just want to point out that uh, he inspired this song. Anally raping children and disemboweling and force-feeding them their own intestines. Now, this Brooks kid has not said a fucking word. He has kept his mouth shut. He got a life sentence. For his involvement in like bringing boys over to this guy's house. Yeah. Henley got six life sentences because apparently he pulled the trigger on a couple of these. Like the one he shot in the jaw and he shot a couple in the chest that Dean was fucking playing with while they fucking bled out. I think he may have been fucking the gunshot wound. That's the kind of fucking sicko this guy was. Right, now everybody. you're just making shit up. Vinny's getting desperate, everybody. Now he's making shit up for his story. So I just want to remind you all that uh, Texas is a terrible, terrible place. Ace, vote for Vinny. And I got great news, everybody. You ready for the big announcement, Carl? Yes. If you were to put into your browser as soon as the show ends, thecreepoff.com, you will find out that our brand new website is up and operational, and you could vote there this week. There are links to all of our, our Patreon, our backed by our Supercast, as well as the voicemail, the email, all of our social media. You'll be able to find it all in one place. There's no more searching for links, thecreepoff.com. That is very exciting. I'm pulling it up right now. Or am I? Maybe I'm not. All right. Whatever. I believe you. It's up. Yep, there it is. All right. And the poll is already up. You can vote right now. It's on the slowest server. Maybe my internet here is just not great. It might be the internet. It All popped right. up real quick here. Very good, Vinny. Very, right, very Carl. good, sir. All right, man. So make sure you vote this week at the new website and uh, check that out. We Holy really, really shit. appreciate it. Uh, before we get to the next segment, yeah, I think there's a couple super chats we got to get caught up on. Yep. But Jerry, um, is this the G? Yeah, I believe so. He says 20 bucks. Happy Vintine. Thank you, Jerry. I believe I was just in your city yesterday. My wife and I are coming back from Chrissy Mayer's wedding. We stopped in Binghamton mm -hmm. to grab some lunch. And holy shit, is it scary in Binghamton. I drew on for a while and never got out of the ghetto. And we went, all right, let's get back on uh, whatever it is, 81 or whatever that expressway is out there i did some guy was trying to throw a binghamton comedy festival that was the last time i was there oof holy it's nuts fuck i showed up in the venue was like a bar that like had the game still on and i was like this is look like a comedy festival either way let's hit up those super chats dude it was, it was so weird because everywhere we went there were people walking around by themselves with backpacks on it's like the loneliest city in all of new york state I'm like guys Make friends. There's other people who are walking around alone, too. Like, we guess you just, like, say hey to each other or something. That's a weird, weird place. That is very weird. Yeah. I find that uncomfortable. 
<laughs> I, we were very uncomfortable. It was not good. Uh, Ray32X uh, sent me $2. Happy birthday, Vinny. Hashtag Vinny Winnie. Thank you so much. Two pounds, baby. Two pounds. pounds. I'm sorry. I'm bad with the, with the uh, symbols. Tucker One says Turbo Neil Breen. He may have. He may have. He may have. We're not putting him on the fucking survey, though, so. <clears throat> Biggest creep in the beach in Jacksonville right now. I definitely know he wins that. Yep. All right. Carl, you ready for some voicemails? Um, before we do that. Oh, we got to do WATC. I'm well, so yeah. Sorry. We have a couple of things to do here. Before we do voicemails, I want to play voicemails that you were sending me the other night. I don't even know if you remember doing this. Oh, okay. It seemed like you were a little intoxicated or something. And normally, I don't like to play private personal messages but i thought that these were disturbing and i thought that maybe if i played them on air and shamed you okay you'd get the help that you that'll be perfect you definitely need great so this is the first one that came in hey carl Vinny here did you know the woman's pee hole is actually in the poos huh who'd have thought i always thought it came out the butthole you learn something new every day, am I right, Carl? Hmm. I must admit, Carl, I am not at your level of broadcasting. Sometimes I sit and look at you while you're talking, and I imagine what it would look like to throw dirt in your face as you lay deep in a hole barely conscious. Right. But a fat boy can dream, right, Carl? Okay. See ya soon, Carl, on the me off. I mean, the creep off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to murder me, Vinny? Do you remember leaving that voicemail? Do you remember leaving this voicemail? Oh, here we go. Hey. Hold on a second. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Do you remember leaving me this? Hey, Vinny, it's Carl. You know, as much as Ant and I hate Juneteenth, there is something to celebrate today. As a birthday present to you, I want all the listeners to ignore everything I've said up to this point and any backpedaling I might attempt and just vote for Vinny this week. <laughs> I probably won't do the consequence anyway. Happy birthday, Vinny. Also, in keeping in line with our live shows in Detroit, Rochester, Chicago, and Philadelphia, I'm happy to announce our next live show on September 11th in Baghdad. Come see us live. Tickets are going fast. Yeah, I do remember leaving that voice, but I was... Sober as a nun. All right. <laughs> All right, but you left this one, though, Vinny. Oh, I, you only left one. Damn it. And now I'm a little bit worried about you with this okay. one. Hey, Carl. Listen him down here at Salinger's Tying One On, because I just don't give a fuck. And I just got to admit something to you. I fix all the votes on the creep off, all of them. Call me Jim Biden burp. I mean, Jim Biden burp. I mean, Jim Burder. Belch. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't have anything. I have a comedy club that's literally less than nothing. So you got to give me this. Anyway, it looks like I win again this week. So fuck off, Carl. I'm going to go finger my asshole and smell it. It's what men do, Carl. Grow up. Dude, you leave some weird voicemails. Yeah. Would you go drinking a Salinger's? Yeah. That's weird, I man. I have Salinger's in 15 years. Oh, now I know you're lying because you just called me from there. The other night. That's Hack Ride, everybody. Hack Ride. Okay. Making some AI. Uh, mine came in from Cam Critical. So oh, thanks, shit. Cam Critical. All right. We got a bu bunch of people fucking with us. Yeah. So AI, AI, uh, Vinny and Carl. That's a problem. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Um, Vinny, you sent me over a song that I had received as well. Oh, God. But I forgot to play it. Do you have that? I could track it down while you're playing voicemails. I don't, don't have, have it ready to go. Okay, I'll track it down. Yeah, in a track minute. it down. Um, are we going to do WATC? Uh, or what are we going to do here? Are we going to do WATC? Creep. 
Creepos. Hell yeah, we're going to do WATC. Who are these Creepos? Is the segment on the creep off that everybody's excited about. Because this is where we get real petty and we prove we have the best true crime show on the internet today. How do you prove something like that, you might ask? Easy. We find every other true crime podcast and one at a time show you how shitty they are that shows you we have the best true crime podcast. Minnie, can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Let's get into this one. Hamburger. This one came in from my boy, Alex, gangrenously. Apple for the teacher with our host, Anna Thomas. Let me read you the description of this show, Vinny. All right. True crime stories in the school system told by a teacher from Australia. Oh, that's awful already. For people looking for something different in the true crime genre, other than Ted Bundy and the Zodiac Killer. Diverse and lesser-known stories, an albino student murder in Africa, schoolgirl sexual slavery in Libya, a teacher beheaded in France, Polish teachers executed by the Nazis, just to name a few. School-based tragedies are also featured, a school bus stranded in a snowstorm, a school wiped out by a landslide, the drowning of students in a sinking ship. And all of the uh, school board meetings in America. Horror stories. Dude, this is a woman who's a teacher, and she's celebrating students dying and schools being wiped off the face of the earth and Nazis. And This is insane, right? Just That's the description great. itself? A little bit, yeah. So she just did an episode recently, episode number 208, called Twas the Night Before Easter. And I guess this is her Easter special episode. Okay. And it starts with this song, and this sucks. Have you ever, tell me if you ever heard this before. <laughs> fuck is this Vinny? let me read that description again schoolgirl sexual slavery in libya a teacher beheaded in france is this for children this show what the hell is this supposed to be the description makes it sound like it's not for children like it's for adults and then the first thing i hear is this fucking easter song trevor zero just said in the chat i thought i was having a schizophrenic meltdown for a moment you are yeah that's something else holy shit so then she starts the episode out Vinny. okay okay with a poem she steals a poem that's pretty well known, changes some of the words in it, and there turns it into this. From, was a schoolgirl from Nantucket. <laughs> and today I'm bringing you an Easter crime story. So sit back, perhaps eat some Easter eggs, and enjoy the show. This story is called Twas the Night Before Easter. Twas the night before Easter when all through the house... Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The baskets were left out in the garden with care, in hopes that the Easter money would soon be there. All right, this is the opposite of creative. She's literally just taking towards the night before Christmas and swapping out Santa and Easter bunny and tree and baskets. That's not very good, Carl. It's not great, but it gets way worse because obviously that part's all been lifted. How? From a well-known poem. Then she has to start explaining the story that she's telling, and the wheels fall off very quickly. Notice the rhyming scheme goes away abruptly here. But while the children slept that night, little did they know that one sly creature was out prowling in search of a tasty treat. 
sly Mr Fox was out on his usual nighttime rounds, looking for juicy plump chickens. But on this particular night, he decided he would avoid old MacDonald's farm, as the night before, he had almost been caught. What in the fuck is going on now? So we've totally gotten rid of the rhyme scheme. She can't handle that. And now we're talking about Mr. Fox and old McDonald's farm. This is all just lifted. None of this is unique or creative or original. And I don't think it's a true story so far. Yeah. I'm not I'm uh, I'm a little suspicious myself. Yeah, I'm not sure this is a true crime story as, as was claimed by the show description. This is silly gibberish. This is like kid garbage. What yeah. the fuck is this? Uh good question, Vinny. And he moved on to another shrub eating another of the egg lookalikes. Mr. Fox's mouth was in absolute delight, and he just couldn't help himself, continuing to eat more and more, until his tummy finally said, that's enough. All right, so Mr. Fox found these uh, candy Easter eggs in these people's yard, and then Mr. Fox ate the candy. Did Was this written by AI? Dude, this is such a good payoff. Okay. This is so fucking funny. So, so the fox is eating the candy. So, so this is the big reveal here that I know we were all waiting for. The next night he tried again, but he was never able to find another egg. So he thought to himself, oh, well, looks like I will just have to pay another visit to old McDonald's farm. The end. Okay, so no doubt you figured out this is a fictional story. Wait, what? All right, so it turns out this isn't a oh, real story. Oh, you got one over on me, honey. I know. It turns out. Now, some of us figured that out. You didn't, Vinny, but some of us knew that going into this. But this is the crazy part right here. I can't wait for the second book. This is the crazy part is that it's based on a true story. I wanted to cover an Easter crime case. And I did come across a real story about a fox that had stolen Easter eggs from a family's front yard. So I just rewrote the story, but just embellished it. But here is the real story of what happened. Dude, I don't know where she's finding her true crime stories or true crime research. Literally, the story was this family in the U.S. put the Easter eggs out. You know, like the plastic balls where you put the candy inside them? Yep. Put them out the night before Easter morning, and a fox came and ate them. That's not true crime. That's not interesting. And, by the way, she didn't really embellish on the story except for making up that this fox likes to go to Old McDonald's farm and got shot at once by Old McDonald. Is this for fucking real? Dude, this is for real. Check this out. She explains how the family found out that there was a fox who ate the candy. She and her husband suspected it was teenagers behind the late-night heist. But after reviewing footage from their security cameras, they soon discovered the real culprit. She said, We spotted the fox taking an egg off one of these little bushes here. We can only deduce that over time, the fox took about 30 eggs. They're literally, like, why are you explaining all this? She's like, well, I thought teenagers might have done it, but then we looked at a ring cam and it turned out there was a fox, and then we deduced that maybe the fox ate all the eggs and all the eggs were missing. Like, holy shit, this is not a story. But according to her, this is very interesting. So that's the actual true story. How amazing that that fox ate 30 eggs. I'm not quite sure how big they were, 
but he obviously had to first crack the plastic egg to get to the candy. Yeah. And I haven't heard of anyone Knox. putting eggs out the night before. We usually just do it when the kids are not there or otherwise occupied and we then sneak out, but never the night before. So I thought that was really interesting. Wrong. Why did you think that was interesting? That's a non-story. That is not a story. That, if that happened to me, I wouldn't tell you about it. That is not an anecdote. That is boring as shit. Now, does this end with her being murdered by someone, hopefully? Here's the big payoff right here, Benny. Oh, good. She's very proud of herself. So this was the true story that I based my fake story on. I wanted to find an Easter crime story for the podcast, and this is the one that I found. But I thought that I would put my teacher skills to use and write a story of my own. So to your point, AI would have done a much better job. She calls those her teacher skills. She put her teacher skills to use. By the way, those two words should not be next to each other in a sentence. (laughs) I put my teacher skills to work, and I named the fox Mr. Fox, and I said there's a farm down the way. Good, Good teacher skills. Congratulations on that. I'm sure the kids in her class really liked it. Very compelling. Oh, I, I, I guarantee she read that. She goes, I was trying to research and find an Easter crime. Vinny, how many Easter crimes have we done on this show? We've done a lot, and there's so many good ones. There's yeah, the there's... guy who murdered his whole family, yes! called him out behind the house, and shot him all in the head. Yes! There's great there's great crimes. That's what I'm talking about. There's people who've like set fire to their house while their families are still inside it. There's fun Easter crimes. People hate their families and have to spend Easter with them. And do some horrific shit. We are the most fucking jaded people. There's tons of fun Easter <laughs> I know. She's talking about Mr. Fox eating candy eggs. Uh, anyway, I don't think I have to explain anymore. Apple for the teacher is horseshit and garbage. It is. And that's why you should be tuning into the creep bomb. Chris Crimson said, roses are red, violets are blue. And the fox was hungry and went for a snack. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she had the rhyme scheme going. And then as soon as she veered off, because uh, right before Chris was just like, okay. Don't even try. Fair, fair enough. All right. That show is awful. Let's do some voicemails now, Carl. Let's do them officially, shall okay, we? Okay, let's go. All right. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse hopes you had a great Father's Day weekend. Syracuse, still the leading provider of Maury Povich paternity tests. See you in Syracuse. I'm going to shout out Void Wraith. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, $11 Canadian Here's for taking out the hat garbage. Thank you very much, Void Wraith. Very kind of you. Much appreciated. And unlike some shows, we like Canadian dollars over here. Love We have no problem with Canadian dollars. I hate those Minnesota dollars. Gross. Hey, guys. It's uh, your favorite creepy male nurse fan calling back, although I'm kind of redundant with that. Just following up on Carl's Creep, when she was injecting Vecuronium, a paralytic, which makes you stop breathing. That's the same as that cunt in Tennessee who, instead of giving her Versed a sedative, she gave her a paralytic and decided, hey, I'm just going to bolt the fuck out while you get your MRI and then die. And now she wants her nursing license back. Fuck that bitch. Do you? Okay, that's not good. So wait, female nurses also suck? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. Huh. Um, here's a comment about our last bonus episode, Carl. So, holy shit, can we just get a TV crew to follow Benny around? Because holy fuck, his week sounds so much more interesting than anything you guys have put up on these scum parades. But uh, seriously, goddamn, somebody get a hold of TLC because keeping up with the Paulinos 
needs to be a show. I don't know if that's true, sir. I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I let loose with a couple of stories. I, I do got, like you fucking with the nurses. That was funny. I got... Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. I got uh, harassed by employees at Popeye's. They made fun of me. Yep. They called me all sorts of names. And I almost got into a fight at a guitar center. It was an interesting episode. I was telling people about how you were telling the uh, visiting nurses that you were crushing up the oxys for your mom to snort. Yeah. And they are like... You can't, you can't do that. What do you, why, why are you doing that? Because it's funny. It is funny. It's funny. They, they laughed after they realized I was joking. Right. Kind of. Uh, Carl, I want to point out something very quickly. I think that this Wednesday, what I'd like to do for our bonus episode mm-hmm. is take this Wednesday off okay. and come back the next week yep. with a Hall of Fame episode. Love it. Because we're very, very behind in Hall of Fame episodes, and there's a lot of people that need inducting. Great. So I'm going to put up a poll on the Patreon later today uh, where you guys can make some nominations as to who you want in there. And I need a little bit of time to put that together, but we'll be back the week after. And I also need to catch up with a whole bunch of shit I've been dealing with taking care of a 76-year-old. I appreciate that, Vinny, because what I did is I decided to tear my entire studio apart, drive it way, way, way downstate, set it all back up again, and then record... The show that nobody enjoyed at all and everyone hates me for. Yeah, it sounded great. Thanks. So I got to, uh, so I, what I have to do is I have to completely rebuild my studio setup. So I, I appreciate yeah. a little extra time on that. Yeah, so Hall of Fame Thank episode you. coming. And uh, I know some of you guys have missed it and have commented that you've missed it. So I want to do that for all of our bonus content subscribers. That'll be coming up uh, not this Wednesday, but the week after. Now, to continue the voicemails. This is somebody yelling at me. Hey, Vinny, can you get your story straight? Uh, in the South African thing, the story about the dad fucking his son, you started the story by saying he got two life sentences. And then later in the story, uh, you blubber out that he only got 10 years and he's on the sex registry. Um, so which is it? Did he get 10 years or did he get... Someone's paying attention, Vinny. Okay, so if I recall, here's what happened. Attention. I am a mushmouth, and as he said, I blubbered out the wrong information. The mother was also convicted. The mother is the one who got the ten years. That was my fault. And that was just because she didn't really do anything about it. Yep. The great Seamus. Nice to hear from him. Left us a voicemail. I did vote for you this week, but I really wanted to vote for Carl. Not his creep, but him because he was, I can only assume, ripping out his own throat while podcasting live on That's YouTube. And I only listened to the audio, so thank God. Anyway, thank you. Fuck you, bye. It was rough, sir. It's going to be a lot easier to edit for me this week. Holy yeah. shit. It didn't hurt, but I didn't sound good. I want to, uh, Tiberius over here says, wait, the most recent WATP was a flop? The actual content was some of the best ever. Yeah, it depends on what you went into it uh, thinking. My editor thought it was great. We, we, I thought it was fun. I thought we had a good time. But uh, if you don't like me being interrupted and everyone screaming over each other, then I can see why you'd not like that episode. Well, people listen to the, these people listen to the creep off. They're used to that. Here, I got a voicemail for us, buddy. Lay it on me. Hey, Carl. This is Tyler from Alabama, and this is for the creep off. I was just listening to the latest episode, and you guys mentioned how terrible it must be to listen to a true crime podcast about an individual case or crime. And uh, they gave me a pretty great idea for the Wheel of Consequences. Okay. Loser has to do a multi-episode podcast on the podcast Hitman Murder. 
oh. go over all the facts of the case, delve into PH's childhood. Uh, who knows? Maybe you could even get Patrick Michael to sit down for an interview. Anyway, thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Not that the worst is- idea I've ever heard. Now, here's the deal. I want to do that anyway. Right. Well, there you go. I definitely want to do that. But the thing is, there's no more fucking information. It's not a lot of information on it. Um, Jess did a great job this past week, by the way. Keep an eye out. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, by the way. The links are on the website, thecreepoff.com. But Jess uh, and I are putting together a playlist of podcast hitman clips and uh, the letters and stuff like that. So some of those, she just finished pulling them, are going to go up this week. Oh, nice. So keep an eye out for that. So you can kind of uh, check up with what we've talked about already and get some more information for those of you who are new to the show. Carl, I got a voicemail from the prophet. Hey, it's the uh, drunken prophet again. The Holy Spirit is speaking through me at the moment. Uh, the uh, Scum Parade uh, song that is like uh, Soda Poppy from like the 50s. Uh, he starts out, Scum Parade, take me on a mountain of a... Of a yeah. Nailed it. Parade. Yep. Vinny and Carl, you know, everything else fucking you can understand. Yeah. What the fuck did he say in that like first line, dude? I have no idea, and it annoys me because it's a catchy fucking jingle, and every time it comes out, I'm just like, "Scum parade, Yeah, we get it. Yeah, no, I know. Carl and Vinny are gonna tell you about some fucked shit. Yeah, is I believe the lyric. Uh, oh wait, wrong one. Hold on. That's the second lyric. Hold on, let's let's listen. Scum parade. Take me on a raid of these fucked charades, I believe. That's what it sounds like. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm not going to play it again. We'll Speaking play it again of music that you can barely make out the lyrics, I have a song that actually I, I feel bad I missed this. I have first. it right here. Brian Broderick it. sent this over a couple of weeks ago. Brilliant. Vinny's fat and round. He can barely reach his pubic mouth. 600 pounds, 600 pounds. Heart disease you think will take I'm, him down. You think I'm fucking two Vitos? Fuck you. That is fantastic. Brian Broderick, he also sent in a song for the Patty Seacups song parody contest we have going on at WATP right now. And then uh, let's make it feel better now, Vinny, now that we've played that song. Okay. Animal Kelly with the $40 super chat. Thank you, yeah, Animal baby. Kelly. Yay, super chats. He says for 40 bucks, happy birthday, Vinny. Now I got a reason to care about June 19th. Nothing else comes to mind. Rip Ted Kaczynski. R.I.P. Ted. R.I.P. Old Ted. You know, Ted might be a good candidate for the for the uh, uh, Hall of Fame, but he was just right about everything. He was right about everything. That's really his manifesto holds up. It holds up. It's shocking. His actions, not so much. No, it was a dick way to get the information out there. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah, not the way I would have gone. Yeah, that, there's people who don't have hands anymore because this guy wanted to make a point about the internet. Three people died also. That's also bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're dead. The other guy's got, like, can't wipe his own ass. Yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah. 
Well, Animal Cali, thank you so much, man. You are you are the best. No doubt. You know what? Hold on a second for Animal Cali. I'm going to do this for Animal Cali. Told me I got to switch up to like a, a bad guy mustache is yeah. what he says I should do. I mean, I, I think you already look like a bad guy. <laughs> I think you look bad guy. What are you, Canadian? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Not I think you look bad there, guy. I'm not your friend, guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl. Let's do a... Uh, do you have any more voicemails? No, I'm good. All right. Let's do a... It's a lot uh, of shenanigans today. Let's do a scum parade, and you know what? Let's play it again. Scum parade. Take me on a raid of these fuck charades that these creeps have made. Scum parade. Vinny and Carl gonna tell you about some fuck shit. Scum parade, like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad. Soaking up the blood of a cat. Scum parade. I really do love the fuck out of that jingle. I love it too. I just thought of one thing that you could do to improve it though. He goes, like, stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad. Yeah. It'd be funny if it was and. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, remake it. <laughs> no, it's Get back good. to work. It's good. All right, uh, Carl, let's go back to Michigan. Yes. Where your creep did the most of his creeping. That's not true, but go ahead. A Michigan jury convicted a woman on charges. Well, by the way, before I get into this, let's just say this one's for the dads. This is a story for the fathers for Father's Day. Yes. Okay. A Michigan jury convicted a woman on charges connected to throwing lie at her drunken father and causing injuries that led to his death months later. The Oakland County panel for Megan Joyce Emmerwitz, she's 19 years old, found her guilty of domestic violence and unlawful possession and use of a harmful irritant causing death and the death of Conrad Emmerwitz, who was 64 years old. Prosecutors said that the man struggled with alcohol and was drunk on October 1st, 2021. How do you fucking celebrate the start of October, lady? Right. Uh, he was also unable to drive his daughter to the hair salon for an appointment before her 18th birthday party. So she decided to murder him because he was too drunk to drive her. No. So I just, there's some other things she could have done, Vinny. I wrote down a couple of things she could have done. Sure. Uh, one, learn to drive. She's 18 years old. Two, get an Uber. It's an app on your phone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three, ask your friends for a ride to the salon. Maybe they have a car. Four, get on the fucking bus, bitch. Get on the fucking <laughs> get bus. Get on the bus. What the fuck is your problem? What an ugly world this podcast clicking is. Get on the bus, Scotty Fuck Fuck. I said, what an ugly world this podcast clicking is. Get on the bus. Okay. Here's an option five. <laughs> Mix lye powder and water, find your passed out father, and dump it over his face. Now, when reach for comment, Stuttering John said, I don't lie. I don't like to lie. He would not have done that. Yeah. Yeah, so she's getting the maximum sentence that she could get is life behind bars. She's not going to be sentenced till July, but holy fucking shit. Don't mess with a hair appointment. Now, basically, the lie with, con combined with the water is uh, like a chemical burn. Creates a chemical reaction. Yep. And, and this guy died like, what, weeks later? Five weeks later. Five weeks later, so he was just suffering in the hospital. Wait, I'm sorry. Five months later. Five months later. later. Now, here's what you got to remember when you hear that. Five months later, when you're in the hospital for five months, usually you're on an upward trajectory. This guy fucking went downzo. Good point. That means he was really suffering for five months. Or maybe he had a male nurse. 
You know, I heard that at the funeral they played um, The Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel. La la la. In case you didn't know. That's a funny joke. That's a funny joke. Thanks, buddy. It's a real good joke. Speaking of funny jokes, all right, let's go through these these recent super chats. There's one out here that made made me smile. Michael C, two bucks, says, hey, tell the story about the machine. Wrong podcaster. Okay. That is not, Vinny is not Bert Kreischer. Bill Loney says, two bucks, Vinny, you're ruining my argument for you, as he does. Come on. As he does. And this is what made me laugh. Dan, two bucks. I hope Jack Eichel drops the cup on his lady bits. Agreed, sir. Agreed. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Carl. Yes. I think it's a beautiful day. For a baby thrower. Oh, shit. I better get on that, I would imagine. I think you should. I thought you would have been on it already. All right. Let's go. Uh, are you going to hit the music? A newborn baby was thrown from a train by people smugglers, afraid that her screams would give them away. German police believe the smugglers took the child away from an Iraqi couple trying to get to England via Germany and Belgium. The smugglers told the 22-year-old man and his wife, who was 26 years old, they were worried that the baby might spoil the operation, as they do. As they do. And by the way, I would say this is probably a good thing because we need to start sending a message to these babies who are crying in public. They need to learn. Unacceptable. Now, got to make an example out of a few of them. Everybody here is breaking the law. They're all trying to sneak into another country. Right. Now, one baby's trying to ruin it for everyone. Yeah, I know. Like, we're all in on this together, and your baby is a narc. Right. Now, they told the couple that they would be reunited with the child when they reached the UK. Wink. Mm-hmm. But the plans fell through, and the couple returned to their home in Germany, where they were contacted by police about the missing baby. The child's body was later found in a wood on the banks of the Rhine near Cologne. The injuries were consistent with having been thrown from the train. <coughs> Are there a lot of examples of this? They're consistent with the other babies that get thrown from that train. They all, they all have similar injuries. Uh, looks like baby throwing to me. <laughs> I'm no expert. This is such a fucking crazy story. Um, I will say that um, a container that's screaming can definitely fuck up a smuggling operation. That's why they never pack babies with heroin balloons. Now, it's just not a good spot to put illegal shit. Here's the fun part. I made it sound way nicer than it was when I told the story. Oh. This is uh, the mother's version of the story. She said she described how the baby began crying as they hid in the dark in the car with the other migrants. She said one of the game gang came to me as I cuddled the baby. He said, give me the child or I will kill you and the baby. That's how you get things done. Miss Rather could do nothing. There were three or four of them. The smugglers spoke a Kurdish dialect and it was difficult to communicate with them. We don't even have a photo of her. We went back home, and we were, we supposed that they would bring her back. When there was no sign of her, we went to the police. Now, my problem with these people is, so uh, where are they from originally? Uh, Iraq. Iraq. Okay, so th- this guy says, we had to leave Iraq because I couldn't get work, so we go to Germany. I can't get work in Germany, so then we're going to go to the U.K. Dude, start a podcast. What are you doing? You can do that from anywhere. Yeah. Even Florida. Barely. Well, okay. Maybe I'm not a good example, but you know what I mean. This is such a, a fucking weird story that they're like, hey, we were trying to sneak out of the country and we were going with these smugglers, but, you know, they threw our baby off the train and we'd like our money back. Yeah. Like, what are they go? What are they going to say to the cops? I exactly what you just said. Yeah. And everyone's right. arrested. So good job. All right, Carl. You ready to throw up a little bit in your mouth? 
I sure am. A general practitioner has been charged, has been found guilty of a sexual offense after a court found that he had repeatedly poured samples of his semen into a woman's coffee. Did we cover this already? This is a different guy. Dr. Nicholas Chapman, 55, filled up hundreds of specimen samples and was accused of dropping them into his victim's hot drinks on multiple occasions over the course of a year. After first sipping a salty coffee, the victim told a trial a trial that she used to pour others away but noticed a thick, gloppy substance in the sink. Dead giveaway. Her suspicions were raised a year later when she discovered a collection of specimen pots belonging to Dr. Chapman. The victim then took a sample of the next coffee he made for her to police, and bam, it tested. Can I get a boom? Can I get a stuttering John boom? No. It tested positive for this defendant's semen. I don't know where I put that on my board. All right, here's the best one. <laughs> and it tested positive for the defendant's semen. Do, do, um, do, up. Do, do, um, do, up. Chapman Perfect. of Thompson Somerset was found guilty on one count of engaging in sexual activity without the consent for making the victim ingest his semen. Oops. Chapman said, I don't know why someone did that with my sample. I don't know why, uh, what, when they would do something like that or why. He blamed it on someone else. He says, I didn't do it. I kept all of these semen specimens there. They were there for me. Uh, Chapman admitted he would masturbate at work, but it was, quote, not for pleasure. Oh, right. You guys, don't you understand? He said the reason for the semen being found in the coffee must have been a prank that went horribly wrong, and he had a medical condition that every time he had to go take a shit, he said he had to masturbate, and it had nothing to do with pleasure. It's a, quote, painful necessity is what he told the court. Dude, again, shitting at work. Not great. Now jerking off at work. Fine. Be quick about it. This, we got to get on with the day. We got to get on with the day. Get the I, poison I, out. Get the poison out. That's fine. It doesn't stink. But this guy, th so I've talked about this before. And actually, I ejaculate when I shit, too. I also clean my ears with a Q-tip at the same time. I like to involve all my holes at once. What do you do with the glass tubes? David Tell joke. Okay. You got any other points you want to make there? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Either way, <laughs> Judge Rupert Lowe described it as a very unusual case. And I haven't made up my mind about a sentence, and I'm not in a position to give any indication on what that may be. Oh, he's milking this. The judge loves the publicity. No, no, the doctor was milking it. I see what you did there. Thank you. But you could tell the judge just like, Yep, I'll come back tomorrow or the next week, reporters. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He's loving this. Oh, man. Dr. Jizz. There was also photos of this uh, guy's erect penis. Yep. Yeah. Which, yep. by the way, uh, you don't have to say that because no guy takes a photo of their flaccid cock. Every photo of a penis is of an erect penis, if you're seeing it on our phones. Unless for some reason it's in a movie. Then they're just flopping around. Well, yeah, HBO, I know. That's why ridiculous. they had to rebrand because everyone's just like, I feel like there is a way too many penises on this network. Yeah, it, they used to call it Half Max. Right. Just fucking flopping around. Hmm. All right, Carl, our last story of the day. Yes. Hope you guys uh, aren't triggered by animal abuse. A sadistic convicted killer who cut open a hedgehog and left her intestines hanging out was caught naked wearing prosthetic breasts. <laughs> Wait, is it Bedabbler? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Coyle, he's 56 years old, was slapped with an 18-month sentence after an animal was found covered in a white, creamy substance in a box at his bedside table. Police stormed into the house located at Cross Keys, Wales, to find a former soldier lying in a bed whilst nude from the waist down. He was arrested after officers discovered a cucumber, a vacuum pipe, a gas stove, women's clothing, a shard of mirror, and candles, among other items, in his room. 
The creature was found to have endured a cut to the stomach and three of her limbs. Uh, it has been euthanized. The incident that took place on September 29th, this was last year. Now, he was pled guilty to avoid, uh, to cause an avoidable suffering to a protected animal, cruelty to a wild mammal, and breaking a disqualification order. Now, here's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> here's the problem. Now we're going to get to the problem. Good. Finally. He's previously been jailed for 26 weeks. After he brutally set fire to a hedgehog and cut off its limbs, cut off its limbs a few years earlier. Right. Yeah. He hates hedgehogs. This guy. Or he really gets off on hedgehogs screaming. Police recalled reports of a woman screaming "Help me!" at like a homeless camp. Okay. He was like in some kind of weird shanty fucking town. Okay. Officers reported that they could smell burning flesh and hair before they entered a, a tent at this campsite. There they found Coil with a pair of scissors, a lit candle, a huge knife, and finding a butchered hedgehog with a visibly broken nose. So wait, he was yelling, help me, in like a woman's voice, like mocking the hedgehog. Oh, help me. Oh, help me, help me. He's fucking digging a knife into it. Correct. Is that what's going on yes. here? Yes, it's exactly what's going on. I actually appreciated his defense, though. Did you see the quote, that his, what his defense was? It's only a fucking hedgehog. Not a bad defense. Got to give it to him on that one. Well, that's what he told the cops. It's only a fu fucking hedgehog. And yeah. he alleged that someone else had hurled it into his tent. And it was already fucked up like that. Somebody had already cut off its legs and shit. It wasn't even me. Well, I mean, he did set it on fire, obviously. No one's throwing a flaming broken leg and hedgehog at people, are they? No, It's not one of those not. type of homeless shelters, I that's hope. That's not how I play Sonic. In 2006, Coy was also jailed for two years for the manslaughter death of a guy named David Dowden following a one-punch sucker punch attack that murdered the guy. He had a slow brain bleed and died 18 days after he fractured his skull. So this guy is just fucking whacked out of his mind, and hedgehogs of whales beware. Yeah, I think the uh, punching a guy to death is uh, worse than the uh, setting hedgehogs on fire and jerking off on them, but hey, what do I know, man? I'm just a guy. Yeah. We're just common men, just like the rest of everybody else. Just a guy who does what I do. We're just reading stories. We don't know. We didn't make this guy rip open a hedgehog and fuck around with his guts. We're this just reporting weird. the news, people. We just report the news. We don't make the news over here. That's right. We certainly don't. We certainly don't. <laughs> okay, kids. I think uh, that's the end of our show. I agree. Carl? Remind everybody where they go to find everything they need to know about The Creep Off. TheCreepOff.com. We're back, baby. Love it. So uh, make sure you subscribe, hit like, leave a review, do all that good shit. And uh, we will be back next Monday. Until then, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Sure was. Thank you for the gummy toy.